Yes. I'm Jason Alberti. And I'm Lindsay Prince. I am a dad of two boys, a comedy writer, and I love medieval literature. I'm the mom of two girls, a comedy writer, and I love TikTok. Hey, we've got a new podcast. And it's called What Do You Want to Talk About? We talk about everything from almond milk lattes to xenophobia. New episodes every Monday. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. What Do You Want to Talk About is produced and distributed by the LAS Podcast Network in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. For more information, you can visit laspodcastnetwork.com. Hey, Lindsay, did I tell you the story about Skarpe the Njalsson when he was in Iceland and he was dying because he was under this log on fire and he pulls out this molar and he whips it into Thurl Thurlson's eye? No, I don't understand most of what you just said. Oh. Oh, Jason, did I tell you that Billie Eilish got bangs? What's a Billie Eilish? L-A-S. Yo guys, and welcome to the Innovative Creative, where we help designers and clients better understand design using an alternative way of thought. I'm your host, Devin, and today we're going to be talking about design flow, what it is, what it can do for you, and what it can do for your clients. Also, some places where you can see design flow and things like that as well. But uh, yeah, with that being said, let's get right into it. All right, so design flow. It may sound like this little weird turn. I don't know if anyone has ever heard of it before, but this is what I describe it as. But it's essentially how things come together in a design, a logo, graphic design, things like that. Um, It's something that basically ties the design together and accentuates the design in a way that makes things work. I know it's not, it's kind of vague, trying to explain it but the best way to explain it is basically to kind of like give you some ideas of what it looks like so essentially like things that come together is where your eyes go it is where everything like it's where your eyes are going when you look at the design so if you look at the whole design together say for instance you look at target you look at you you observe that design as a whole versus if you look at nike you observe that sign as the tip to the swoosh at the end of the swoosh so, yeah, like that's how design flow works and that's how it is. But now, um, what can design do for your designers? Essentially, uh, design flow can do as much or as little as you want it to. So essentially, like think of, think of it like a design that has a whole bunch of lines in it. You, it's doing a lot, but it all ties to one single aspect, the logo. Or you can have a simple design where it just has, like like I said before, the Nike swoosh. It goes from one direction to another direction, and you know what it is. The Nike logo, the actual text as well, since it's slanted, it, makes you, it forces you to read it in one direction. That's how design flow works. Now, incorporating that into your design and things like that, you could do that a number of ways. So, essentially, the number one way I like to do it is through geometry because that just makes it so that way everything just kind of like flows together and things like that makes things all just where it needs to be. Um, another way you could do it is just pretty much just 
freestyling, sketching, doing all the things, connecting lines that you think that should be connected, the connecting lines that you think that shouldn't be connected, and just pretty much just tying it all together to make one big cohesive or separate piece that is readable. Now, that brings me into the next segue. What can Design Flow do for your clients? All right, clients, this one is for you. So Design Flow can help you accentuate your brand and bring everything together in a sense that makes it just like cohesive or make the design pop. I know I hear clients say that all the time. And honestly, it's it's so it's such a subjective term to a point where you don't know what it means. But if you're a designer and you're creative, you can usually read into those and you can usually figure out what that pop is. And most of the time it's design flow. Some, some of the time it's just changing the color. And the next thing you should probably do when you're doing design flow for clients is making sure that flow color flows together, making sure you use uh, design colors that accentuate each other, contrast, complement, things like that. Uh, the easiest way to do that is to find colors that you think goes well. Uh, I'm going to not go into the color psychology of things and things like that only because it's just one of those things that you can, it's a rabbit hole. You can, you can get lost into it, but color psychology can tie it together. But in a sense that if you know what you're doing and you know how to do it, but Getting back to the topic, I want to say that design flow for your clients, you want to make sure that that design pretty much is giving that wow factor. It gives you that position. It gives you that potential to make something that the client will love. It gives you that potential to, I don't know, maybe get into the text and make the text something that is unique and uh, individualistic to that person and for that brand and for the brand base. And it just makes it just awesome. Just makes it all just really, really good. Design flow. So where you can find it? There's a few examples I gave earlier. Nike is one of those design flow things that you can talk about. So essentially, like I said, it starts in a uh, point and it goes into one direction. Then there's Target, which is just pretty much forcing you to look at the design as a whole. Everything's connected, even though it has the little circles in the back, uh, circles in the back um, of the Target logo. So like there's cutouts and things like that. The Target is there. You have to look at the whole thing. That's just how it's perceived. Another example, hmm, let's see. Let's say the digital clock. A digital clock would be a really good example of design flow considering that all of the numbers are pretty much connected together, especially if they're all zeros or something along the lines of like 945 or something like that. All the lines are connected together, but it forces you to read the design in one direction. Another really good example, hmm, let's think. Uh, if you ever seen the CenturyLink logo, I don't know why. I don't necessarily like CenturyLink the company, but I love their logo. It's really simple. It forces you to look out in the design because everything kind of like just points out and then just pretty much just circular is it's a circle, but it points out it forces you to look at the whole thing, but it directs your eyes on the outside as well with the color and everything. Now let's see another good design aspect. Uh, I mean, a design flow aspect, uh, a newspaper, actually, uh, if you look at a newspaper, it's geared in a way based on the content. So they want the content to be that the, they want the content that's most readable to be the one that stands out. Same goes for websites. It's just something that's already there, 
and then it has all the content ready there, ready to read and things like that. Now, I know I just said newspaper and websites are kind of like relative, but I want to I want to like kind of like contradict that. A website should not have a wall of text. And I say that because if your website has a wall of text, nine times out of ten, nobody's going to read it and they're going to bounce off and all that other stuff. But that's topic for another day. That is my thoughts on design flow. If you guys uh, have any questions or anything like that, feel free to shoot up and shoot me an email at design at me. And if you liked what I had to offer, feel free to subscribe and give me a thumbs up on your podcasting platform. Give me a rating of five, uh, five stars on podcast. If you can, that'd be really awesome. If you did, if not, not a big deal, but you can share this podcast as well. If you feel like you can uh, benefit another designer's life or a client's life, things like that. And you can also follow me on Instagram, Facebook at the innovative creative podcast. And you can view, listen to the web, listen to the podcast on the website at innovative creative.fm. And thank you for listening. Really appreciate you guys. This podcast could not be made possible unless I had LAS podcast network on my side. Like I said before, if you wanted to get into that, you can go to laspodcastnetwork.com. And if you would like to get some bonus content, add free content, things like that, you can go to laspodcastnetwork.com slash plus. All right. That's all I got. Catch you guys in the next one. Peace.